Welcome to KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some nice cafecito. I'm Joel Caranas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. Thanks for joining us. So in today's episode, we're talking about food. Now, I know that's a topic where we can go a lot of places, but we're going to talk about a little bit about our obsession with certain foods and just kind of how sometimes a certain food can have kind of a weakness to us. And now the way we kind of began thinking about this was we just started talking about kind of with like we, all, we we talk about food like Yvette and I will talk about food once in a while, of course, like like all good people. But there are some foods that are obviously maybe a little bit more closer to our heart than others. And while some of it can be, you know, it could be just an innocent thing. Sometimes it could be a little bit too much and it, obviously it can be even like not healthy. So I was reading this past weekend about how sometimes we crave foods that, yes, of course we like, but how that can become almost a food obsession. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And I read this article about eight common symptoms of food addiction. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Missy Bet Cruz, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but, but I, I read it and I was like, oh no. Like it made me kind of feel bad because some of it is just like, yeah, it's a, it's a gut punch and it's kind of like, all right. It could be a lot of times it's unhealthy. Let's be honest. A lot of times a food obsession and more than just the weight. That may mean it's obviously depending on what you're eating. It could be yeah. with cholesterol, it could be artery clogging, etc. But also our food obsession also is sometimes, not always, our food obsession is sometimes just coping for something else. It's kind of helping. It's a coping mechanism for something else. And we'll get a little bit into that later. But let me go through these eight common symptoms of food addiction. And Yvette, okay. I want you to kind of... And you have to, yeah. <laughs> You say like, is this something that has happened to you? And now, and, and we'll go from there. Oh, you so, want me to answer for each I one? want you to answer a little, okay. like a little bit. And then I want your comments, like your take on it. So okay. here are the eight common signs and symptoms of food addiction. So you get cravings despite being full. So this could be anything like for I'll give mine like just right now like mine's is fries, fries is like probably number one when it comes to food that like so you I, get fry cravings I get fry cravings and I and, and it feels like it's, I could eat at any time okay and that's not necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. um yeah. and so you get cravings despite being full okay so that's one uh then you eat much more than you intend to yeah yeah the, the, it's, but, yeah it's happened yeah I don't want to say it's a regular thing it's happened yeah. And then eating until feeling excessively stuffed. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's the feeling guilty afterwards, but still doing it again soon. <laughs> this isn't an everyday thing, by the way. This isn't like my typical Tuesday. This right. is just like I can relate in general. Uh, then, oh, here comes a different now because more psychological here. Making up excuses in your head for like, oh, it's okay. Like if you have a potato chip obsession, like oh well, it's just okay. you know it's just eh. chips, it's just a snack. Okay, you know? so that that's that's one. Uh, repeated failures at setting rules for yourself. Mm, guilty. Yeah. Oh, hiding your eating from others, like uh, you hide your obsession with whatever food oh, with no. others. No, those in my life know I like to eat. All right. And then um. The last one is unable to quit despite physical problems. No, I don't think. I think that. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the last probably two probably in some sense, but not like yeah, yeah like, like I can't walk anymore because I right. I'm eating. I think know, the last two, now. the last two are more of like that's when it's becoming a serious problem yeah. with the hiding it. And yeah, then, that's like the end of the. The other ones are like starting out, and then that's like okay, this is 
This is an addiction, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so with these addictions, they sometimes just turn into like, oh, well, I have a craving or, oh, I just have a sweet tooth. I know it happens a lot with, with people that love, tooth. yeah, with, with people who like uh, sugars and, 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 and that's fine. But, um, I just want to get your thoughts first on like food addiction can come from a lot of places. Sometimes it could be health. Like if you're a diabetic, there are obviously some foods you can and cannot eat. And so you may have a craving for a certain food, but maybe because that's kind of one of the only foods you can eat. Uh, but food relationships can be complicated. I know we, we talked about that. And yep. is there, you don't have to say a specific food, but how do you feel that your relationship with food is at times? I think that, like, I have a sweet tooth. I'll say that a lot. I, I, everyone who knows me knows I love sweets. And so candy, yes, I love candy. But more so, like, just like, like, I love pan dulce. I love, I can never give that up. And it doesn't, doesn't mean I eat it every day. But, like, if I were to decide right now that I'm never going to have that in my life ever, then I, can't, I couldn't do that. Because it brings me joy. I mean, I like the way it tastes, but it also brings me joy. It reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of, like, my first job. It reminds me of... Uh, some extra pounds that I could have, you know, not used. But I, I like sweets. I like pandulsa. I like, um, I mean, I like ice cream. I like things like that. I don't eat this stuff every day, but I, I enjoy it. Um, when it comes to like, hmm, like I don't eat a lot of red meats. I don't eat actually like this whole week. I've had, I had a turkey burger once this week and I had a hot dog and that was it. And I, yeah, like I did not eat. Like I like meat. Don't like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a vegetarian. Um, I've considered it before, just for like health reasons. I think it might be better, but I don't yet have meat every day. Sometimes I go like a while, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't had meat in a while. But I do love tacos, ah. so I couldn't give. I, I don't. Also, I don't have those every day. Yeah. Um. But like, I don't want to say that. I, I obviously yes, I'm I'm human, and I I I could be healthier. I don't have the best relationship with food, but I don't think I have the worst relationship with food. Right. I think I have been guilty of not recognizing when I am full and just like wanting, not like another meal, but I want like, like a snack or I want like a, a piece of candy or I want like dessert for say, like per se. But I also have been able to recognize when I'm full. Like I, I think my issue growing up wasn't, um, it wasn't that I like ate too much food food. It was, it was the sweets right. because like my mom always said, I was a waste of money at um, at a buffet because I would not get more than one plate. Like I would get one <laughs> plate and I'm done. And so and she had a point. Yeah, <laughs> waste of money at a buffet. Um, when people are on their third plate, like I'm already at dessert, and like just because like I I don't know like I get that's why I like I like places that have. And this is probably also also a psychological thing. I don't want to be confined to one entree. Like I want to try everything. So I love like tapas and I love like places where you can kind of try a little bit of everything because right. I, it's like, yeah, it's psychological. Like I want to try it all, but I don't want a ton of it all. I just want a little taste of everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I don't think, I don't think I have the worst relationship with food, but yes, it could definitely improve. I also do like, like when I was a kid, I did not like vegetables. And mm. again, it was probably a psychological thing. Like there was only certain things. I was a very picky eater as a kid, but I learned it was because I wouldn't try other things. And so I'd be like, I don't like avocados. I know it's crazy, mm. but because I had never tried an avocado, it was just green. And I was like, no, Every I don't millennial want it. Every listening now is just kind of like, oh, this was, I wasn't, a, well, I guess I was a millennial then, but that was before <laughs> millennials were a thing. This is the nineties. Um, and it's because I never tried an avocado. Same with tomatoes. I thought I didn't like tomatoes, but because I hadn't, I just wouldn't try I, In my head, I'm like, they're vegetables. I don't like, I didn't like one vegetable. So I'm like, I don't like any of them now. As an adult, I will try everything once and like I will, I can tell you that, I, for example, I don't like kale um, and I don't like lettuce, but I like spinach and I like 
other vegetables. I like Brussels sprouts. I like um, mushrooms. Like I love certain things, but I, now I know, like now I try things to know what I like and what I don't like. Mm. And I, I do think, I mean, I live alone. And so a lot of the times I have to make my own dinner or I have to go buy my own dinner. And I do think like, sometimes I do, I'm craving a burger and I want a burger and fries and I will get a burger and fries. Sometimes I will stay at home and I will make an actual meal that has vegetables and it has like, pro, like it has things that I know are good for me. So now I'm like, where I'm at now is I'm trying to improve my relationship with food, but not to the sense where I'm like restricting myself from actually enjoying something, you know, like I'm not like I know kill is good for you, but I'm not going to eat it just because I know it's good for me. Like I, I know spinach is also good for me. So I'm going to have spinach in my smoothie or I'm going to have a salad with spinach. And so what about you? For me? Yeah. My relationship with food is a little complicated in the sense of, yeah, I do love, I do love fried foods. I will say that oh, I do yeah. love fried foods. I mean, I, 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 I can't help it, and that's why fries is my biggest weakness. Oh, I, I love, love fries. fries, and in fact, yeah, I, I love anytime, anytime going out, and if there's a possibility to order a little bit of fries that kind of mellow out the evening, like I will, mm-hmm. I will, and, and I think it, yeah, it tastes good, it hits the spot, but I wouldn't say that I go overboard, like I'm not buying fries every day, yeah. but if I do get that craving, yeah, a lot of times I will just, sometimes I'll just go to the drive-thru just for the fries. I'm not ordering a whole burger. I'm not ordering the whole meal. I just want the fries and that's it. It just feels like a, it feels like a nice little comfort food snack to me. It's not the most healthiest, of course, but to me, it's, it's, it's there. Like when it comes to vegetables, there's some that I liked as a kid, but now I'm not eating it just because for me, I just don't like it anymore. Like you said, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I don't eat tomatoes necessarily anymore. At all? At, no, I mean, ketchup, I guess, but that's it. Oh. But I'm not eating to, like anytime if I go order a burger. No tomatoes. I, no tomatoes. No tomato. Just because to me, at least when I taste the burger, like it's too much water. Like I don't want water on my burger necessarily, like on the tomato. Because some tomatoes have are very, have a lot of water like yeah. inside. Some of them are, could be a little bit drier. But for me, no, just take off, hmm. just take out the tomatoes. Same thing with pickles. Oh, Take yeah. out the pickles. The only time I want pickles is on a Chick Fil A sandwich. Then I do want the pickles there. Oh, yeah. But other than I don't that, want pickles. yeah. But then after that, I don't necessarily want pickles. Uh, I do like onions and and but yeah, like and even when I was a kid, my mom would give me uh, broccoli, mm-hmm. but she oh, wouldn't like give broccoli. us cauliflower. But oh. now I like cauliflower. Okay, and broccoli is okay. Like hmm. it's okay. Like I'll eat it there if it's there. But I'd rather prefer cauliflower. Okay. When as a kid, no, that, like it was like that's a white. Broccoli, I don't want that. That looks weird. Like broccoli should be green. Then again, I'm a kid, and so that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But and way, also, your taste buds change. Like yeah. you may have liked something as a kid, or not like something as a kid that now you like. And it could be because you had a bad experience. Like right. you could have had, like for example, the first time I ever had Brussels sprouts, I was like, eh, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, they, I know they're good for you, but I didn't love them. And then I went somewhere else and had Brussels sprouts, and they were amazing. And obviously, it's because of how they're made. And mm-hmm. and so then I tried making Brussels sprouts the same way. And so I, it's 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 a it's a food that when I'm at the when I'm grocery shopping that I will consider buying i won't avoid it because i like them and you're right about the whole kid thing because i don't know if i ever told you the story but i'll tell you now so when i was i think i was seven or eight years old uh, i had beef stew mm-hmm. at uh a aunt's house and i did not like it and i got sick oh. and from then on even when my mom would make her version of beef stew Nope. To this day, I'm not buying that canned beef stew. I'm not buying uh-huh. beef stew at all. And not because I feel terrified of it. It's just you had a, bad experience. Sm- a bad experience. And also even just the smell of it brings me back to that bad experiences. Oh. And it just in my mind, and maybe one day I just need to be like, you know what? Give me a bowl. Give me some rice with it and let's try it out. But anytime even I, I could smell it, 
no, no me agrada. It's just not for me. It's just like, that's for you. But for me, no, I've, I've, I've moved on from beef stew. I'll, I think I'll be okay if I go the rest of my life without having beef stew. Which is kind of weird, but I've, I'm I'm okay with it. Well, the thing is, like, you also don't have to eat every food. Like, right. some people, I know, like everything, and that's great, but it's very natural to not like something because mm-hmm. when you, when you, you could be allergic to something or you could have had a bad reaction or you just don't like the taste. Taste is different to everybody. So like you said, you don't like tomatoes. You think they're too watery. I like tomatoes. I like the, the water and I like they're not too strong of a taste, but I don't like lettuce. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I, people always think this is weird, but I only like lettuce in my salad, but because that's what I'm here for. Like I'm, I'm having a salad for the pure greens. See, I like romaine lettuce, but I don't like yes, the iceberg lettuce. I hate iceberg lettuce. Yeah. yeah like so it. when I like make a salad, I'll, I'll either do it with spinach or I'll do romaine lettuce or there are certain places where I'll have like a BLT and I want romaine lettuce. I don't want iceberg lettuce, especially shredded. I hate yeah. shredded <laughs> lettuce. I just think Might it's well like, give you coleslaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't like coleslaw either. Like I just feel like it's, then like, I just think it's like drinking like it's the pure water and i feel like it's like you know it's like tap water in my burger i don't want it um i like cucumbers um and i like i like spinach like i said so spinach is like bottled water <laughs> like it's like to me it's just Refined. better i just don't like the iceberg in my like like i don't want it to interrupt my burger or like people who put it on top of their tacos like i don't want it interrupting my tacos i don't want it interrupting my sandwich like mm. I just if I want a salad then I will get a salad but right now I want this and I, I just don't like the taste I think it's you know what I do like in my tacos cilantro oh, okay. I like yeah, a good amount of cilantro yeah okay. good amount of cilantro you can't give me enough of that cilantro that's always that's always tasty I wanted to ask you about we talked a little bit kind of going on how it could be a coping like it could be a coping mechanism like favorite foods um, have you ever did you ever know anybody? Or do you know anybody in the past or in the present that has had issues with kind of using food as of as a sort of coping mechanism for something else? I I've only met one person that admittedly um, was going through issues because mm-hmm. of that, and not just the health, not because of weight or things like that. There are obviously other circumstances, but in my case, I I didn't even notice this person had an issue mm-hmm. until they opened up to us. Oh wow. Um, I know people, myself included, who, yes, like we eat certain foods to deal with certain things. And, and again, myself included and the people that I know, it's never I don't think it's ever gotten to the point where it's a serious issue. Um, it's just it's been a coping mechanism, but just kind of like a a soft one. Like it's not you know, I don't think anyone's as far as I know, I don't think anyone's health has ever been completely threatened um i mean I, I know people who have had health issues but i don't think it came straight from eating like purely bad food and purely not considering you know they're like not thinking about their health at all i think but but food the, the reason i think food could be comforting in some sense is because of the way it makes you feel like it the way like the memories that it brings back like soup soup to me has like i love soup and and like i love a good soup like on a cold day or even just like when i'm craving it because of like the it reminds me of like feeling warm inside literally warm inside but you know soup that my mom would make um or certain foods that like my mom makes sometimes that remind me of when i was a kid they they, they have this certain comfort people say like mac and cheese and mashed potatoes fried chicken are all like comfort foods and i think maybe not for everybody but i think yeah they are because of you know like how you feel and and it reminds me of being a kid but i don't think it's ever been just like that 
like when it's become an eating disorder. And I know that that does exist. People think that eating disorders are only just, um, or some people think that eating disorders are only like bulimia or anorexia where people are avoiding food or uh, binging and then purging. But there's also, there's also binging and not purging and yeah. then binging and binging and that, and that, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've definitely had my share of binges, not purges, but definitely had my share of those binges. But I don't think it's ever been to the point where, and again, I could be healthier, but it's never been to the point where my health has been completely in question thankfully um and and it's just because like i think that the people around me have always like kept me somewhat aware like the people around me know that i love food and so and they know like they'll joke around about it i joke around about it with them but it's never been to the point when they're like hey um you need to you need to stop and and i would and i I think that if it ever got to that point they would definitely talk to me about it and i would do the same thing if, if there was any indication that you know someone's going through something like that but, um, I mean, you mentioned somebody, how did, you know, how you helped them deal or how did they end up dealing with it or are they still going through this? Um, they dealt with it a few years ago. Um, and just wanted to kind of say, Hey, you know, I, I want to basically confess you guys something. And we're like, okay, sure. Like what's, what was going on? And then this person who will remain anonymous, um, will say, just said that they have an eating disorder, but we just kind of looked like, we think obviously at these eating disorder either they're extremely thin, kind of like you're saying, or maybe they are a few pounds heavier. This person was not either. So it's just like we couldn't tell that there was something wrong, quote unquote. And even on our outings, we didn't necessarily notice anything, but apparently this person, yeah, they said that they were having, you know, they were eating this every day. They were having problems. It was mainly more with sweets and it was just like, the, the I was gonna say blood pressure, but like the sugar, mm-hmm. sugar went high, and had to go to the doctor, and was pre-diabetic, oh, no. and she said in part part of it, it's because of of uh, depression, just felt depressed, and we all felt bad, you know. Obviously, we all felt bad, and and we were there to say like, just you know, if you need somebody to talk to, just let us know. We don't want you to feel like you have to tell us everything, but. Whatever it is, you know, we can help out here. And, and it was understandable. I think the person was embarrassed because they felt like sometimes you deal with issues and it's, you deal with them in a different way. It's almost seen for some people, not our, not everybody, that if you deal with it with food, it's almost like, it's almost like a weakness. You should deal with it another way. People deal with their issues how they deal with their issues. So we're, we're nobody here to kind of say right. how they should or shouldn't deal with it. So we wanted to let them know that like, Hey, it's okay. Like, don't feel embarrassed that you are dealing with depression with food. It's actually, we hear about it a lot. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. The, the thing that I guess, you know, that could be more of a shame is that you kept going and kept going. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into a problem where, yeah, you are diabetic or God forbid you have a stroke, a diabetic stroke, think something like that. Like that would be obviously, that would be concerning. That would be terrifying. But just knowing that there and, it took a while. It took just a little while. And then we didn't necessarily ask for updates and be like, oh, well, how's everything going? We just kind of like, hey, like until the person was ready to say, hey, you know what? I think I'm good now. And you know, thank you for being very supportive. And, and we were there. We we're there for, for the person. And it's tough. Like for me, like I know recently, personally, I did the whole month challenge of no soda. Mm-hmm. Like it's it was the best thing. Probably the best thing I've done in a while, health wise. Definitely. 
have I drank soda since then? Like after the 30 days, I, I think I waited 10 days after that or 10 or 11 days after the 30 day challenge. I had one for my birthday and it was I, it was okay, mm-hmm. but I never drank it because of necessarily coping. I drank it just because it just tasted good. It just tasted good, but it was a little too much. I know some of my friends would probably say, yeah, you do like it quite a bit. Um, and now I'm, I'm backing away from it. Now I'm feeling good. Now I'm just drinking a different kind of, you know, whether it's more water, obviously, um, even vitamin water, things like that. They just kind of take that out. But I never find myself in a situation where I'm doing something, I'm eating something because I'm depressed or whatnot. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, this is not the way I'd ever dealt with that. If some people have that, then that's something that they need to seek help with because there's no shame in it. But that's something that you do need to find some sort of something that will help you get get you by that because it's it's obviously your health and it's something that's it's concerning in this country and we hear these statistics and saying how more and more people are whether it's overweight or whether they're diabetic or et cetera. And I think a lot of it is because it's easy to obtain, obviously. Just go to the store and grab a bag of chips and then and, 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 and that's it, right? You just can do that. And so hopefully for anybody that's listening that, that that's not the case. But if it is the case, just know that there are resources out there. There are, there are plenty online that can help you. And it's not always just because we think you have to be overweight or something like that. You have to be bulimic. Like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, from what I was reading, a lot of times food obsession is just something that is every day or every other day that doesn't necessarily make our health extreme. I think those are the words. So it doesn't necessarily make somebody 20 or 30 pounds overweight or they go underweight. A lot of times it's just a consistent little balance. So for example, was uh, one of the examples of bread. People can eat bread every day and then one day maybe they go to the doctor and they said, oh, your sugar is really high uh-huh. or you're pre-diabetic or you're diabetic. And well, what? You know, it's confusing. Oh, I don't eat any sugar. I don't drink any soda, uh-huh. et cetera. And then if you if the doctor keeps asking, and if you say, oh, well, I do love my bread, well, that's where it came from. I think food is also a, it's, it's like a balance. It's a bit like everything. There's there's a balance in it. And I think some, I know some people who are extremely healthy and they don't have very many sugars ever. And then I know other people who are moderately healthy. They have, overall, they have a, they, they know what's healthy for them and they, they stick to that. But they also venture out and, you know, have a bag of chips every now and then or, or you know, with certain meals or have dessert or like, you, you know, you know, when you're getting something, you know, if it's good or bad. Like if you're having a salad and then if you're having like a chocolate cake, it doesn't mean that the chocolate cake is going to kill you necessarily, but you know that the salad's better than the chocolate cake. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have ever and it should, or like to ever have chocolate cake or you shouldn't ever and I'm not a health expert at all but you shouldn't only have salads it, it really is up to the person and them knowing their balance and um, I also know people who obsess about being um, healthy or I don't want to say that because because being healthy I think is a balance um, I think people obsess about what they're what they're not putting into their body mm. So, um, people who have cut out things like, like to me, I think it's an obsession and this is, again, this is a personal opinion and also because I'm not, I'm not at that level and so that's why I'm going to see it this way. 
But I think even if everything you're putting into your body is super healthy and it's all greens and it's all, and you know, how many, how many calories and you know, how many like protein or, you know, how like grams of protein or whatever. And you know, all that stuff. I think it's also an obsession when you constantly think about that and you constantly talk about that and you're at someone's house and you're like, oh, can I measure this? Or, oh, can I, you know, how many, right. like how was in what oil was this cooked? In? And again, yeah, you're probably taking care of your body. And I think that's, that's good. I, who am I to judge you? But that's also an obsession. Like that's not, let's not, um, like steer away from that fact i think that eating and, and food it's like you sh- it should be nourishing your body you know right. or you should be and you know the chocolate cake isn't nourishing your body maybe it's nourishing your soul and yeah. sometimes you need that um if you have it every day then yes that's a problem but like someone who's like i can't like i can't or like you just had a piece of like like let's say you eat super healthy and you count everything and then you have one slice like you have a donut and you're obsessing about that donut and what that donut's going to do to you after you're soup like super healthy on top of everything and you're just obsessing about this one donut that's an obsession like that's a problem and again who am i to judge but i think that's also something that we need to talk about and social media has made us very very food conscious and, and good and bad because I, I've learned a lot from social media. Certain accounts that I follow will share certain recipes that I'm like, oh, it looks good. That looks healthy. Like, I want to follow that. Sometimes people are, you know, at a, like a ice cream shop and they're posting the, the picture of the ice cream and that looks really tasty. And so I'm going to want to have to try that. So, I mean, I don't obsess about it, but I, I, you know, it's like, it's, it, it depends on who you follow and it depends on what you're interested in, but. And then there's a lot of health accounts. So people who, and I love those, like people who have, who are sharing their journey where, you know, they've, they're, they're trying to lose weight. And so they're sharing their workout routine and they're sharing their food and the food that they're making. And so they're, they're, they're sharing that with people and they're getting support or maybe for them, it's just therapeutic to, to be able to share that. And so I think those accounts are huge. And then people who are, I follow like certain trainers too, um, because they'll share, they'll, sorry, they'll share certain facts about like, there's this one account that I follow and they share, they talk, they do, they do like little graphics that I like and they'll talk about like for example water how obviously everybody knows water is good for you and you should drink water but they talked like one recently was like you should eat your water too and so it tells you like watermelon for example has like this percentage of water and like tomatoes have this percentage and lettuce has this percentage so it's basically saying you know these are good foods that you should try just like little little tips that'll help you but also not make you obsessed and then I thought oh well, I bought a watermelon the other day I'm gonna eat that soon so things like that um but then there's also on like the I think those things are helpful, but there's also people who obsess because they see like perfect images on social media and they think right. like I don't like anything like this. What do I do? And then and then maybe though like in some circumstances they have led to eating disorders yeah. or like body dysmorphia because of what you're seeing on your timeline and what you think is the reality when it might not be. Um, and then I also love those accounts that are completely transparent and will be like, cause yeah, certain people like obviously look amazing and they have a great health. Um, like they have a great workout routine and eat healthy. And so you see them and you're like, you know, this, this person looks amazing, but I love when they're transparent and they're like, this, this is what I look like on Instagram. This is what I look like after I just ate. Like mm. this is real. Yeah. And, or like, this is what I look like when I'm not posing. Like you see that obviously you still see this person as like being healthy, but you, you don't see them as like perfectly airbrushed because they're telling you like, this is, this is all a pose. And then this is what I look like just regular. Like this is what I look like standing up or what are sitting down. Those things I, I also think are important. But again, social media is playing a big role in our food obsession for the good and for the bad. Yeah, and and it is it's it's worrying sometimes just because yeah, like so, so much so many of us go to social media. Obviously, every day we go check out Instagram. We're, we're checking that out, and like you said, we we do become obsessed. And I think and, no, and there's nothing wrong with this is my personal opinion. There's nothing wrong with if you want to be somebody who does count the calories, then you know what, 
if it's going to help you, if it's going to help you lead you to your way to be healthy, yeah. then that's fine. But I do agree with you that, that it could become an obsession. And that's why there's been some people who don't do the calorie counting because then they're almost to their some extent, their food life almost has become so restricted that yeah. they can't enjoy it because they can only take these amount of calories. And like you said, they become obsessed with, oh, I had, like you said, I had the donut and I had this and, 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 and I don't know. I just, I guess for me, this is my opinion. I wouldn't want to lead a life where I am obsessing with what I ate several hours ago and, right. and, and then Two get angry ago. at myself, yeah. like get angry at myself for that. Like for like, no, I can't do that. And you know, to each his own, teach what, how their, how their plan is. But healthy is really, I don't want to say it's subjective, but there are, there are different varieties of, of what being healthy is. Like some, yeah, who are, like you said, either airbrushed or somebody who, you know, is in, is in tremendous shape. Like, yeah, they're healthy. But there's people that are maybe not the most athletic, but they're still healthy. They're just not, they just haven't toned up or like that or, or et cetera. And some people, yeah, maybe they eat cleaner every day and, and, and that's great. But there's people that eat kind of just regularly, but they're still, for the most, they're healthy. It's just a different kind of healthy. And so right. what's the measuring stick of saying like, okay, this is the absolute most healthy it's and this is not. In, I think it's all in our head. Yeah. Um, yeah, because some people, I know some people who are super healthy, they eat, they eat very, like they, they know what they're eating. They eat a lot of greens. They eat a lot of, like they don't eat fried food. They don't eat meat. <clears throat> they, they're very healthy for, per se, but they don't work out. So there you, you know, it's like, it's, it's a balance also. And then I know people who work out every day maybe but also eat a lot every day and and then i know like i'm here and like you know some days i eat healthier than others some days i work out more than others um in my head i i know it's all about balance and in my head i always i, I wish i was just that much more disciplined where i'm like still enjoying foods that i want to eat but also eating healthy like 75 percent of the time maybe 80 even 80 percent of the time um but some days i don't some days i don't go to the gym and some days i don't work out and some days i will have food that i'm like oh, i know this is not good for me but this is what i want right now or this is what i can afford right now right. or this is what i have time for right now and so i'm aware of it and i know i'm not the the, the most healthy person there is and i know i could be a lot healthier but in my mind i am aware and i know for example i just never want to get to the point where i'm like no i can't have like i love krispy kreme like i don't have krispy kreme every day i can't tell you the last time i had krispy kreme mm. but i don't ever want to get to the point where in my head i'm like no i can't have that one donut like i mean yes i can't have a box yeah. but i can't like i don't ever want to get to the point where i'm telling myself no i can't have one donut right. because i mean like just think about how that's going to ruin me like one donut i mean Life's short and yeah. I don't want to get to the, the end of my life without just having that like enjoyment. Like I never want to get to the point where I feel guilty. I think that's why I say like 80%, maybe even like, yeah, 80% of the time I want to be like, I'm eating healthy 80% of the time that yes, I can have this donut and I don't feel guilty because I've been eating so good lately and I have been um, working out and I have been like, I don't want to obsess about like the one donut or the one cupcake. And, and I know some people for them, it's much more, maybe their image is how they make money. Like maybe they are yeah. personalities on TV or personalities on Instagram. And because our society has said, you can't, hit this amount or whatever then it, obviously yes that's maybe why they're obsessed but like also if nobody's telling you that you need to do this like then it's all in your head and so it's it's tricky and I, I don't think that's ever going to be completely erased even though like our society has in some senses become more accepting of certain body types or certain foods or whatever but there's still there's still a, st a stigma on like I said certain body types and certain foods and that's that's what sucks um but I, I know people who 
look who may not look like the you know what people think looks healthy but i know that they are healthy because of how like i know what they're eating and i know what they're work like i know that they're working out so i know that for them they are healthy but because there's so many different body types like not everybody's born with the same body type and some people i also know people who are very who are extremely thin and they eat whatever they want and they never work out and they just like chips every day soda every day coffee every day like never ever consider like they hate salad like i uh, like i know one person in particular and like externally that person looks amazing um but i know what they put into their body and i don't even put that much stuff in, like like that <laughs> to my body and like it's kind of like it's maybe you know there's the, the i'm not gonna lie there has been a point of like jealousy because i'm like wow but also you don't know what they're you don't know what their insights are like you don't know what they're like or you also don't know what happens when they get to a certain age and something may hit them like something some health issue because of what they're putting into their body right. but externally they look great and so who are we to say what is good and what is not when you don't know nobody knows what anybody's insides look like um and i don't mean like you know like our heart or whatever like right. i mean like their intestines or like their stomach like you don't know and what people's metabolism is different exactly. like i know like my, like i'll give my brother for example he has an, a great metabolism mm -hmm. like he can eat and eat and he's not going to necessarily gain weight my metabolism is not that great mm -hmm. like and so for me i have to be a little bit more conscious of that, which is fine you mm -hmm. know it's fine but same thing like with my mother fast metabolism mm -hmm. can eat whatever and and won't gain a pound mm -hmm. I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. And so I'm a little bit more conscious about that. But yeah, like it's, everything is just, it just depends. And so I wanted to end on a, on a kind of a more of a fun, uh, kind of question. So if there was one food, let's say there was one food that you kind of eat, but you're going to be immune to any kind of health issues. It wasn't going to help you. It wasn't going to, you know, gain weight or it wasn't going to gain any kind of sugar issues. There was something that you could have. And it doesn't necessarily every day, but like, it would just be your go-to that wasn't going to do anything to you health-wise. Like, what would that be that, that you could just eat and basically no, it'd be judgment-free. It'd be just, you can eat it and there's nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen. Uh, it would be pan dulce. Pan dulce? And tacos. Ah. I mean, tacos I already eat all the time, so. <laughs> um, pan dulce and tacos, but maybe french fries too. But I'm going to go with pan dulce first. Pan dulce first? Yeah. Is it more of a memory thing? Is it, is it because I just like the way it tastes. Like there's, and there's also so much types of, there's so many types of pan dulce. Like when I'm saying pan dulce, like it could be like when I, I could want a concha today or I could want a porquito or I could want mm. like an elote. Like there's so many different kinds. And mm. so, and it's comforting. Like the, you know, like a warm one, like fresh out of the oven, you know, mm. the cafecito or mm. just like by itself any time of the day, like doesn't have to be for a certain time. Yeah. Um, and pan dulce also comes in different shapes and sizes. So it could be a big concha or it could be like a little one or like mini, like mini porquitos or something. But yeah, yeah pan dulce. Because I think that gives me more options. Yeah. What about you? Other than fries, because I'm going to take fries out of the oven because that's just like way too easy for me. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would, that's, you know what? Probably, probably empanadas. The, the sweet kind? Uh, just like the one stuffed with meat. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the Argentine. Okay. Yeah. Like the Argentine kind or in Ecuador, they're stuffed with meat also okay. as well. It'd probably be that. I mean, they're obviously fattening they're they're obviously fried but they're so delicious yeah. and once you get like a nice warm one it's been cool enough for like a couple of minutes and like the, the little bit of the oil is off but and so you get it and then just everything about it is just that would be my other than fries like i think it, just empanadas would be i love empanadas i think i could have it you know twice or three times a week if i if i could i can't because it would be very probably devastating to my health <laughs> but yeah 
Like it's it's probably that one, and they bring back good memories with my family and when they would make it because we we don't make too many empanadas when we do. It's because of something special. It's because it's Thanksgiving or because it's Christmas because it's somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. It's something more significant. So that's mine for sure. Well, that's our episode for today. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast and leave a re- review so we know how we're doing. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to follow us on social media. If you're not already, I'm at Evie Cruz on Twitter. And I'm at Shuel Caranas. And we are at KSL Cafecito. Thanks for joining us. Bye.